Hello there, Misketeers. Welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. Lex Michael, what are you into this week? What are the, you're doing like weird, it's, it's like sinister jazz hands. You're yeah. Saz hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just gonna barrel right past that. So cool. uh, this this week, I checked out the documentary. It's on Netflix uh, from last year, twenty nineteen. It's called The Great Hack. And The Great Hack, you you haven't seen this, right? No, no. You should check it out. In fact, I encourage everybody uh, pretty highly to check it out. It's a documentary about the analytics firm Cambridge Analytica. Uh, which was the company that basically data mined from all of our social media profiles uh, leading up to the 2016 election and a number of other uh, elections around the world, uh, data mined extensively and used all of our personal online data to essentially uh, regurgitate th that information as micro-targeted propaganda. Uh, the idea being that you could uh, essentially persuade people who didn't know that they were being sold propaganda you could persuade people to vote one way or the other if they were uh if they fell into a group that in the documentary they referred to as persuadables uh you just micro target propaganda based on what their sort of uh their data painted as like a personality profile for them mm -hmm. and so you send them you know like the, the examples they use like leading up to the 2016 election a lot of the crooked hillary stuff uh was actually manufactured by like russian troll farms and using the data that was harvested by Cambridge Analytica, they were able to say, okay, well, who do we think putting this in front of might sway towards Trump? Or at the very least, might who, who could we maybe get to stay home? Like, who, who could we get to feel so disillusioned uh, that, that they won't go and vote at all? Right. Um, but on top of that, uh, a lot of the sort of culture war stuff that you're seeing online. I mean, if you remember, and more recently, this is less the flashpoint for the culture wars than, than certain other things, but a handful of years ago, the big sort of heated fight online was about sort of Black Lives Matter versus a lot of people want to say like Blue Lives Matter, the All Lives Matter bullshit. People that are very clear were intentionally taking positive social messages in bad faith and, and twisting them around, and it became this really big fight. Well, you come to find out a few years later that a great amount of that now obviously it's based on real world incidents but the a great amount of the online conversation was driven by people who were exaggerating or outright lying to get people angry at each other um this has been going on pretty aggressively for a number of years and it's not just here that it's happened uh brexit same tactics were used as were used in the 2016 election uh it's happening again in a number of elections all over the world it uh uh, not so coincidentally seems to favor the right every time that it happens. Mm -hmm. um, but we are now seeing uh, more and more uh, uh, social media companies uh, comfortably complicit, Facebook especially comfortably complicit in their data being harvested and turned against its users this way. Uh, it's a big part of why so many people are so now like aggressive about how you know people should delete their Facebooks and stuff. Now Cambridge Analytica doesn't exist anymore as as it, in the form that it once did but the, a lot of these same people are doing the exact same things and we don't really have laws in place at this point to sort of prohibit that sort of thing you know it's right. highly unethical but the the law structures the, this technology like we weren't ready for the internet this technology is moving so much faster than we can legislate it effectively so we've got these very bad actors a lot of them are based in russia that are taking all of our personal information and using it to feed us information that they know will appeal to our sensibilities and they've essentially hacked 
our brains. Right. And The Great Hack is a documentary about how they did it and how they are still continuing to do it. And this is serious stuff, folks. Like, this is actually very, very serious stuff. This is literally the, the foundational security of our of our democracy, of our republic, of the concept of democracy, not just in the United States, but around the world. And yeah. you you don't have to actually hack our elections. You just have to hack the electorate. And that's what they've effectively done. They've effectively used social media um, and the data that they harvest from social media and the way that they're able to regurgitate it, uh, to manipulate people. They've essentially warped people's uh, understanding of what reality is and you see it in politics and you see it funnily enough you see it if you go to star wars twitter it looks a hell of a lot like politics twitter and the reason for that is it's the same groups using the same tactics to stir up shit and get people mad at each other it's right. why you look at the individual talking points and the individual talking points if you really think about them for even a second fall apart boom immediately and i mean both uh in terms of politics and in terms of uh star wars um but you just need enough trolls, uh, enough sock puppet accounts, enough bots to repeat it over and over and over in a way that is that seems indistinguishable from a real person uh, or a person acting uh, with pure intention. Um, you, you just you just need enough of it so that people internalize it a certain way and suddenly you you sort of own their mind. Right. You know, like it's it's a, to call it brainwashing sounds, you know, very sensationalistic and comic booky, but it is not dissimilar from that. So I encourage everybody to go watch this documentary, because if if this is all new information to you, I probably sound a little kooky bananas right now. So go check this documentary out. It's not super long. It's about a good, like, you know, two hours, not super long. Um, okay. So uh, I highly encourage everybody, everybody to inform yourselves uh, as, as much as you can. Arm yourself with as much information as possible because these are going to be tactics that are going to be employed again in the elections to come uh, and they're going to be employed more efficiently and more aggressively. So we need to, we need to arm ourselves with information so we can parse out the bullshit. Otherwise, you know, I mean what 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 do you do when you can't trust your own perception of the world around you right scary stuff and it's only going to get scarier it's going to get a lot scarier before it gets less scary so the best thing that we can do is is arm ourselves with knowledge so a great place to start a really digestible accessible place to start is the great hack again it's about cambridge analytica and the tactics that they use to help sway the 2016 election but this is this is it's highly relevant and it's yeah. spooky we're fucked y'all we're fucked <laughs> so go check out that documentary yeah and we'll be including a link in the description just so you could just click it and it goes on your phone because that we know that's what you're listening to this on or on your computer which also goes to netflix <laughs> go to netflix anyway um me i have just been uh catching up on a lot of animated content that i hadn't had the chance to watch that people have recommended to me. Um, so last week it was Dragon Prince. This week it's Steven Universe. Um, what? Okay, so the Steven Universe is a show that I've heard about for okay. years. And I know that the people that love Steven Universe love Steven Universe. Like for some people it seems like that is their, their Marvel or their Star Wars, stuff like that. Okay. So I know nothing about this show other than it's a, it's an animated show that people are really 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 into okay what is this show um well let me tell you um the show conceit is it is it's created by rebecca sugar um and it is it was made for the demographic of children usually male between the ages of like 
four and eight. Okay. Um, but the way that the storytelling works is it has a lot of metaphorical storytelling and there, there's also a lot of like dark cosmic stuff as well. Okay. Um, and so I think that that is the big appeal of it is it really reaches people who are uh, old enough to understand the metaphor, but it is also like whimsical and wholesome enough that like if your child was watching it, you'd be like, oh yeah, there's some really good um, messaging in this. Okay. Like they, it explores the con- like concepts of relationships, whether it be um, friend relationships or whether it be um, interpersonal, like a like romantic relationship, things of that sort. And it has this idea of fusion, which represents relationships and it can be that like two people are fused permanently because they are basically like married they're in a romantic relationship whereas like two friends can if they are gyms can um fuse together and that's like the, their bond of friendship things of that sort so like there is um metaphor in that regard um but then also there are all these other story aspects in that the main character steven it, he came to existence because his mother was this part of this alien group called the Jims, um, and they are space, basically space colonizers. Okay. Um, and so they like mine all of the resources of a planet, and it becomes destroyed, and it just makes more Jims. Um, and so his mom was the leader of the resistance to try to free them from the tyranny of the four diamonds, who are the like the main uh, dictators of the different sectors. Um, and so there's a, a big giant space war going on, um, that will sometimes come to earth because that's where the resistance was. Mm. Um, but his mother doesn't exist anymore because she essentially turned into him and that's how he came to be because she fell in love with a human and their pieces together made Steven, but like you could equate it as she died in childbirth. Okay. like the, the metaphor got it um and so there's a lot of aspects of um people's relationship with her that they will either project onto steven or um there's a lot of stuff that steven has to learn about her as he grows up and he learns how much of a like i don't like a complicated figure she was and so like as he learns more and as he has to like try to lose the idea of being in her shadow, you have to grow with him and, and figure out and watch him like make his way through these complicated aspects. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a really good show that like it's short. The episodes are about like 10 to 15 minutes um, with the exception of like some big events will be like a whole 30 minutes. Um, so you can really blast through it. Each season is about like 20 episodes or so. Okay. Um, and I think that like, I personally prefer the 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 cosmic storytelling stuff because that's where it gets really like dark and complicated. Um, but like there is also just some like regular wholesome stuff where he's like interacting with people in his uh, in his local town, and it's like a small beach town, and you you basically get small stories of people resolving relationships and like working out their interpersonal problems, and like there's. In, in like really healthy ways and I think that that's a really good aspect for kids to kind of start coming to terms with like there's this one um, this is more on the cosmic storytelling where you, you you have a character who is dealing with 
having been in a very toxic relationship, which is like not a relationship in that she was forced to be fused with this other person and it like wore on her. But she's, she's like, I know that it was terrible, but I miss it a little bit. Yeah. And you start to like come to, you have to come with her to process this idea of like being in a talker in a toxic relationship. Um, but part of you like wanting the comfort of it, um, and her having to overcome that. Okay. See, like everything, everything you're telling me about the show, it makes a lot of sense to me now. Why? Uh, so you say the show is designed for ostensibly for four to eight year olds. I'm not really, I'm not talking any four to eight year olds. The people that I hear talking about the show, the people that are professing to be huge fans of the show, are like late twenties, early thirties, you yeah. know? So that makes a lot of sense. Like why, why they would be able to find just as much in the show, if not more than, than the age group it's ostensibly aimed at. Right. Well, cause I think that like, if you are an adult consuming it now, it like taught it, it references things that you yourself could be going through. But I think that it also, if you are a kid watching it, it builds a foundation of what a healthy relationship would should and could look like. And so like you're growing into those ideas. Whereas like someone who's already been there can just identify and relate with them. So it like hits on both aspects. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend it. I've gone over some plot stuff, but like none of it really like makes sense until you have it in context. Um, I, I can tell you, you definitely said a lot of plot stuff that doesn't make sense to me. Yep. Um, so, uh, watch it. It's also very musically oriented. Like there's some really fun songs and there's a really sad song, um, that like I had, I watched twice cause I was like, Oh, this is such a bummer and I love it. All right. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you. Cool. Um, <laughs> so it's a week for sad animated things. Yeah. I love sad animated things. Um, sad in me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I highly recommend it. It's available on Hulu, so you can catch uh, all seasons one through four on there. Um, I think the movie is going to be widely released soon somewhere. And then we now have um, Steven Universe Future, which takes place after a time jump, and he's grown up a little bit. So uh, I haven't gotten to that yet, but I assume it's just as good. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway. What are you people up to? And by you people, <laughs> I mean the audience. Uh, what, are, what are you into? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? Let us know at Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, but if you want to talk to Lex about the hack or you want to sell him on uh, Steven Universe, you can do so where yeah if you i'll tell you where to go to mine my data uh i'm on twitter i'm on instagram at the lex michael nice and if you just want to talk to me about steven universe you can do so at tari j t-e-r-i-j-a-y um you can also tell me what your favorite fusion is because i love fusions and they're so cool so tell me that um, and tomorrow, speaking of sad animated things, I make Lex watch Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. It's the 1988 Studio Ghibli animated, um, Isao Takahata written and directed adaptation of the short story by 
Akiyuki Nosaka. Um, it's a very harrowing tale uh, that takes place in the latter half of World War II, um, and it follows a brother and a sister just trying to make their way in Japan mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's... after the after the loss of their parents. Yeah. So uh, watch it, cry, and join us tomorrow because uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, don't blame me for any of this. <laughs> this is all him. Yeah. It's me. I want you to feel sad. <laughs> I can't wait. Tell me how sad you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't, wait. don't forget to join us tomorrow. Um, we hope you have a wonderful Monday. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.